0: Welcome to our Clothes with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Monday, January the 29th, 2024. It is the fourth Monday in Ordinary Time, and our reading today is from the gospel according to St. Mark. Jesus and his disciples came to the other side of the sea, to the territory of the Gerasenes. When he got out of the boat, At once a man from the tombs who had an unclean spirit met him. The man had been dwelling among the tombs, and no one could restrain him any longer, even with a chain. In fact, he had frequently been bound with shackles and chains, but the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles smashed, and no one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the hillsides he was always crying out and bruising himself with stones. Catching sight of Jesus from a distance, he ran up and prostrated himself before him, crying out in a loud voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. He had been saying to him, Unclean spirit, come out of the man. He asked him, What is your name? He replied, Legion is my name, there are many of us. And he pleaded earnestly with him not to drive them away from that territory. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there on the hillside, and they pleaded with him, "'Send us into the swine. Let us enter them.' And he let them, and the unclean spirits came out and entered the swine. The herd of about two thousand rushed down a steep bank into the sea, where they were drowned. The swine herds ran away and reported the incident in the town and throughout the countryside, and people came out to see what had happened.' As they approached Jesus, they caught sight of the man who had been possessed by Legion, sitting there clothed and in his right mind, and they were seized with fear. Those who witnessed the incident explained to them what had happened, to the possessed man and to the swine. Then they began to beg him to leave their district. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed pleaded to remain with him. But Jesus would not permit him, but told him instead, Go home to your family and announce to them all that the Lord in his pity has done for you. Then the man went off and began to proclaim in the Decapolis what Jesus had done for him, and all were amazed. Okay, so this is one of the most intense stories in the Gospels, and there's a whole lot to learn from it. The one thing that's striking me as I read this, well, I'm thinking of a memory from when I was 15, and my appendix burst, and I was rushed in for surgery, and after the surgery, I was in a lot of pain, and I, I'm trying to remember this exactly. I believe I said to one of the nurses, I'm in so much pain right now, and she said, well, we've already given you morphine within a certain amount of time, so the only thing we could do is give you an injection of something else. And and the morphine, of course, was through the IV. So for some reason, the injection had to come uh, in another way, couldn't go through the IV. She said, we could just give you an injection of something else to supplement the morphine. And I said, oh, never mind, I'll be okay." Why? (laughs) Because I was afraid of needles. Yet I was in horrible pain from having surgery, from almost dying from having my appendix burst. But I didn't want that tiny little bit of pain from a needle in order to take away this large, huge amount of pain. I think today of so many people who are depressed, anxious, struggling, hurting. Some people are very sick. Some people have cancer. I mean, I'm talking about people I know people that are very sick and just having a lot of different issues. And I say to them, well, you know, I mean, you know, the Lord wants to heal you. The Lord can heal you. I mean, the only reason people come to me anyway is for spiritual healing, right? Because I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not a therapist. So I can't give in those areas. I mean, I know a little bit about psychology, but I'm certainly not a therapist. Um, I can do life coaching, but life coaching isn't going to help in those kind of situations. Life coaching is, yeah, when everything is fine, now what's our next step into the future? So they're coming to me for spiritual things. And very often I will say, well, based on what you've said and based on what I can give you, I think maybe we might need some prayers of deliverance or even more so, we probably need confession. You need to go to confession. And by the way, when you go to confession, you have to be genuine. I mean, if there are certain sins in your life, you have to turn away from those sins in order for the confession to actually work. See, because when you go to confession, then it clears the path for you to receive anointing of the sick. Um, It clears your soul to be in the state of grace so that you can receive other graces, such as physical healing, such as the fruits of the Holy Spirit, love and joy and peace and so many others. But confession is the gateway, right? Confession is the thing that drives out the devil par excellence. And without confession, you know, people want all these other things, but you can't have them if there's not repentance from sin. And the thing is, you know, I've just given you a scenario in which, you know, people have come to me for this and that. But I think of so many other situations where I've been in where just people don't want God. They don't want to go to church. They don't want to believe in God. But they're suffering in so many other ways. And how hard would it be to make a confession, to get to church on Sunday? How hard would it be to turn away from a certain sin That, you know, very often people know in their minds and their hearts they have to turn away with their sins, but they're just not ready just yet. Anyway, that's what's going through my mind as I'm reading the story. These people are getting rid of Jesus. This guy drew so much attention to himself. He was possessed. It says there were 2,000 swine that were possessed running down the hill. All those demons were in that man. This man had 2,000 demons in him. That's why they use the word legion. And he was drawing a scene, and, and uh, the people would rather have that than to have Jesus come and get rid of it, because what was the price they had to pay? They lost their pigs. And there was an uncomfortability with the fact that Jesus could actually do something about this. So And my point is, I think you get the point. We'd, so many times, for myself, for many people, we'd rather be stuck in our sins. we'd rather be stuck in our sickness. We'd rather be stuck in our pain and our sadness than to take the medicine. And in this case, the medicine is the author of life himself who loves us, who wants us to go to heaven, who wants us to experience heaven here on earth, who wants us to have the fruits of the spirit within us. Anyway, I wasn't even going to say those things today, but that's the message that's coming to me so strongly as I read this reading. There's so much else about the reading. I attended a talk a couple of years back given by an exorcist. And, uh, I was actually sitting among a bunch of exorcists in the room. So this guy was like a leader among these other guys. And his talk was really great. He he had a lot of experiences and stories to tell, but he used as the center point of his talk, the theme of his talk, really this reading. And he just talked about once again, how there's so many things in this reading that inform us about the battle of good versus evil. This man somehow got to this place where he's possessed by thousands of demons. So who knows what his story was. And I'll go right to the end. At the end of the reading, Jesus says, when the man says, I want to follow you, I want to stay with you. Jesus is saying to him, and sometimes Jesus says this, you don't have a religious calling. I don't want you with me and the apostles, at least not right now. You have to first go home to your family. How does he say it as the man is saying he's pleading with him to remain with him? Imagine if you were possessed by 2000 demons, you might have a little insecurity going on and you might just want to stay with the guy that defeated the demons for you. But Jesus says, no, go home to your family and announce to them all that the Lord in his pity has done for you. I'm just a story is occurring to me right now, and I'm not going to tell you the whole story right now. It's very long and it's very upsetting, but it's about a former student of mine who had demonic issues and it was connected with his health and it was connected with his brain, his psychology, and eventually he died and the family didn't help. They weren't helping. They made it worse in the beginning. They made it worse in the end. They made it worse all along and If Jesus, you know, and I I look back on that and I just with so much sadness that the boy died, the young man died. And I think, you know, if if that young man had been the person in the story, Jesus might have said to him, go to your family and show them what has happened to you and now how it's all been reversed by the power of God. Because sometimes people need to see the results of their actions, the results of the evil that they perpetrated. And then people need to see how God has conquered over the evil. God won the day. God always wins if we let him, if we follow him, if we follow his rules. So getting back to the beginning of the story, who knows what this man had done to, to have thousands of demons in him, but I bet you it had something to do with his family. And, you know, when exorcists do exorcisms, very often they will say there's, uh, there could be multiple demons. Now, I've heard stories from different exorcists saying there might be like seven, six or seven. And that means they have to do six or seven exorcisms. If there's 2,000, I don't know, I guess, would they have to do 2,000 exorcisms? I mean, that could take a lifetime. I, I don't know. Um, but Jesus is God, so Jesus was able to drive them out. They're taunting Jesus in a way. Jesus had already been saying, unclean spirit, come out of the man. Who knows? Maybe Jesus said that 2,000 times. Um, but this the man, really the demons speaking through the man are calling him Jesus. <clears throat> They're calling him the son of God, which is something that a lot of people do not realize. And even if they realize, they would not admit it. And the demons are saying, stop, stop driving us out. So these were hardcore demons, and they don't want to go back to the depths of hell, which is why they say, send us into the swine, because there's levels of pain. A demon's most pleasurable place to be, if there is such a thing, because there's no pleasure for those that are damned. But the best place for a demon to be in terms of just some respite from their pain is in a human being, is in the light of the world. You know, I'm not talking about the light of Christ, but because Christ will drive them out, but just the world, where the, the world is, certainly if we're thinking about throwing our souls away and not following the Lord, um, you know, it's, uh, we have no idea, We've, we don't realize how good we have it here in this world, compared to what could come after our death. Even compared to purgatory, this world is so much better. At least in purgatory, we're confirmed in grace. We know we're going to heaven, but when it comes to demons, I mean, it's either hell or, uh, they got to, you know, do something to at least give them a little bit of a rest, a little bit of a, of, of, you know, freedom from that, the, just the pits of hell. So they try to possess people, but then they're saying, well, instead of sending us back to hell, send us into the pigs. The thing is the pig thing doesn't work for them very well because the pigs all jump in the water and, drown. And a lot of us debate why that is exactly. Is it because the pigs were committing suicide? Is it because the demons made the pigs go crazy? Uh, I don't know exactly. I thought they wanted to be in the pigs, but now the pigs are dead, which means now they're on their way back to hell. Unless of course, as Jesus says in another place, you know, after sweeping the house, um, the demons may return. So we, yes, we need to be filled with the Holy spirit. We need to be filled with Jesus. And then the demons won't return. Anyway, Jesus does this amazing thing. He drives them out. It's quite a spectacle. And you would think people would want to follow Jesus after a story like this, but it was just so intense. And you know, sometimes, sometimes in ministry, when we're doing ministry in the name of Christ, sometimes it's just ugly. And that's the only way to handle it. Sometimes preaching the truth. I mean, I've gotten into conflicts with people over the truth and it's gotten ugly. How dare you offend us by saying that? How dare you not just let us do whatever we want in in a church situation? And, you know, the truth is not what's making it ugly. The prayers of Jesus driving out demons, the prayers of the church do not make things ugly. They're not the ugly thing. My teaching about this right now, this is not the ugly thing. The ugly thing is the evil, the evil that we perpetrate because we sin, because we don't follow the Lord, because we want things to be some other way without actually having to do the work, which goes back to my original point about me not wanting the needle and so many people not wanting to change their lives and follow the Lord, yet they want all the benefits of it, whether it's a benefit of having a church wedding or a church funeral, or whether it's the benefit of eventually going to heaven, etc. So anyway, Jesus is, uh, this is an, an amazing story about Jesus, how powerful he is. The demons themselves are telling us he is the son of God, although we should never take advice from demons. Jesus just wants them to be silent yet. You know, the devil is the devil mixes truth with lies. So yes, in this particular case, the devil is being honest that this is the son of God. I read this story and I say, just like that man, I want to be as close to Jesus as I can. I want to follow him as closely as I can. I never want to leave his side because I want to be protected and I want to go to heaven. And I don't want to be cast into (laughs) the abyss of whatever, you know, of evil ultimately. But, you know, with the whims of this world, I want to stay with the way, the truth and the life, which is Jesus. I want to stay close to the Blessed Mother. I want to always be under her mantle. As she says when she appears in Guadalupe, are you not in the folds of my mantle, in the crossing of my arms? Do not be afraid of anything. Is there anything else you need? Am I not here who am your mother? So, anyway, so much more we can say. But hopefully from this reading, we just realize we have to constantly be working against the evil in our families, the evil in our lives making good confessions, protecting ourselves from the evil one and realizing just how amazing and powerful Jesus is. Jesus can do anything. So for me, I want to be as close to him as I can be. And hopefully everyone listening to this agrees. Have a great day today. God bless you.